Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about my Sunday morning reset routine. This is something that's relatively new in my life. I just started it at the beginning of 2022. I created it for a specific reason, but I've actually added to it a lot and I've grown to absolutely love it. I spent about two hours watching my favorite Food Network shows and getting everything cataloged from the prior week and then setting everything up for the following week. My husband also uses his time to get anything he needs to get done to set up for his work week. Then we can spend the rest of the Sunday relaxing together, and it's really helped the Sunday scaries not take over. I'm going to share the basic three-part framework that I follow with some ideas that you can plug in to help customize it to your interests. So the first part of my routine are my journals, and this is where the idea of the routine started. I've always seen and wanted to do one of those one-line-a-day journals. The problem is I would get one and I would only fill it out for about two weeks before I would forget and get really behind. Or I would buy a journal that was specifically meant for one line a day. And when it's meant for one line a day, it's like one line, maybe two. Well, I might want to write a paragraph because a lot happened that day that I wanted to remember. And I could just never find a journal that worked for what I wanted to that I could actually keep up. I decided I really wanted to try it again. And I thought I should probably just buy like a plain, unlined, unmarked notebook that's pretty and that I want to use, but doesn't give me any type of constraint. So I could really just use it the way I wanted to. So I'm searching for that. And of course, a ton of journals are popping up. And one of them was a book diary. I think it's actually called Reading Diary. But I am a book lover. And that really spoke to my heart. (laughs) So of course, I order both. They both come in the mail right at the beginning of January, and I knew I probably was not going to sit down and fill out the reading journal every time I finished a book, especially because I finished a lot of books right before bed and then immediately go to bed. So I figured I needed to have a time, maybe once a week, that I could go in and fill out for any books I'd finished during the week. Then I thought that would be more realistic for me to do my little reminder or daily journal as well. So I have a notes app and I just jot down anything from the day that was special. And then I thought on Sunday, I'll fill out my memory journal and my reading journal. And so that's how the whole routine got started. And if you're not into journaling, there are a couple of other things that you could do during this time. You could do a Bible study if that's something that really speaks to you. You could use practice books if you want to learn a skill like hand lettering or working on a knitting project. Maybe you just want to choose something new to learn about. My recommendation, if you're going to do this, is that the first part of your routine is something just for you. It can be reflecting on the past week the way I do. It can be something to improve the next week or yourself in the future. Either way, I wanted the routine to start off with something really relaxing because the idea of just diving into work on a Sunday morning was not. So make myself a little chai latte, sit down, do my reading journal, and it gets me into the groove to start doing the rest of the routine that becomes much more important for the week moving forward. 
So the second part of my routine is my to-do list. So I have a really unique work setup. I'm a part-time BCBA. I have a certain number of hours I can work with each kid in the week, and that's typically based off of their needs, their insurance plans, and a couple of other factors. I choose the hours I work with my kids each week. Some of my kids I might only work with for one hour a week. Some of them I might work with for four hours a week. It just depends. But I choose the times that I go into work. So I go and look to see if there are any meetings coming up, see if I have a new therapist running with a kid, or maybe I'm going to be putting a new program in place, anything that makes it imperative for me to have it on the calendar at that certain time. Once I have all of that filled in, I'll look at how many hours I have left and I'll try and build my schedule. And what I typically try and do is do everything for my BCBA job on one or two days rather than having to go here on Monday for an hour, there on Tuesday for 45 minutes, I'll see if I can do both of those things for two hours on Monday so I can better chunk my schedule. Once I have that whole plan out, then I can go back and I can figure out what I'm gonna do for my own TBT store, which is the other half of my job. And I can plan out my weekly list to accurately capture everything I'm going to be doing. And this has been really helpful as I've adjusted to my new situation. So I just started being a BCBA and taking on my own clients in September. It's now April. In the fall, I really felt like I was not balancing my own schedule. What I was just talking about, I was driving all over my county on different days at different times because I hadn't really learned to stack things. And that I wasn't maximizing the free pockets I had to my best ability. But now that I lay everything out on Sunday and I have a really clear picture of where I need to be and when I need to be there, I can make the most of each week and get everything done that I need to. Now, if you're not a part-time employee and you don't have those constraints, this can still be really helpful. You might want to use this time to look at your lesson plan for the week and make sure you have all of your copies made or accommodations ready or anything like that. If you have children, maybe you want to map out any of their sports practices. If they are in team meetings or clubs, make sure that you have transportation and there's nothing overlapping that's going to cause any stress during the week. I basically use the second block just to make sure everything is ready to go. And this has really helped me not spend Sunday night staring at my ceiling, running through my schedule, running through my to-do list. I can trust that it is all mapped out. And when I wake up on Monday, I know exactly what to do. And then the last chunk of my routine is meal planning. And this is another really important part to my week. So like I said, I'm a part-time BCBA. And right now, all of my clients are school-aged. So majority of my work hours during the week have been between 3 and 6 p.m. This has been another really big change for me, especially because I cook all of the food in my house. And just a note, my husband would be completely willing to take over dinner, but I absolutely love cooking, and I did not want to have to give up cooking just because I work late. So it became important for me to make sure that I either had recipes that could go in the crock pot or recipes that were really quick to pull together when I got home so I could still enjoy cooking while getting dinner on the table at a reasonable time. Because just a note, my husband actually gets up for work at 4 a.m., so he typically goes to bed around 9 And so we try and have dinner over by like 7.15, so that way he has time for it to settle. So that can be a big constraint. And I've got to make sure if I'm getting home at 6.30, I can get dinner on the table and it eaten quickly. And as someone who loves to cook, I also love to try new recipes. So the days I work from home are better days to do that. 
And so this has been really helpful to make sure all of my meals are done on the right days at the right times. I have a chalkboard calendar in my kitchen. On the right-hand side, I write my work schedule. This helps both me and my husband know when I'll be home late. And then I fill out the left side with all the recipes I want to make that week, making sure I plug the right ones in on the right day. So if it's something in the crock pot, make sure it's on the day I'm going to work late. And if it's coming out of the freezer, make sure I have a note to thought the day before. And then I check my refrigerator, my freezer, my pantry, and I see what do I already have for these recipes. And then I can write my grocery list with anything that's remaining. This can help me make sure that when I go to the grocery store, I'm only buying the things I need. And although I love grocery shopping, this has helped reduce how often I go to the store, again, how much I'm buying when I'm at the store, and how much food waste I have. I love it, and it's just a really great way for me to end the routine. Now, if you're not into meal prepping, think of anything that might help nourish your body for the week. Do you want to plan out your workouts for the week? Do you struggle to get water in and you want to have five ready-to-go water bottles filled up in your refrigerator? Do you not necessarily want to meal plan, but you want to cut up fruit and have it ready to go so you can grab it as the week goes by? Just use this time to do whatever you can to nourish your body during the week. This podcast was meant to give you ideas if you want to put a similar routine in place. If you have zero interest in meal planning, don't meal plan. If the weekly to-do list is overwhelming to you, don't write out the to-do list. What I want is for you to just think about the things that could actually help you have a calmer, more peaceful, and productive week, and then see if there's anything you could do at the beginning of the week to help streamline that. So some people love to go to the grocery store on a Wednesday afternoon and pick up what they're going to have for dinner that night. That doesn't work well for me. I need to know at the beginning of the week what I'm going to eat. So routines should always be customized so they work for you. Also, I do mine on Sunday mornings, but maybe that's not the best time for you. Maybe you want to do it on a Friday afternoon as you end the work week, or you want to do it Monday morning before you get the week started. I do mine for two hours. Maybe yours will be for 20 minutes. It's just whatever works for you. And I hope that somewhere in this podcast, you found a little inspiration. And if you use any of my tips to build a routine, please let me know. I am a routine-loving girl, and I love to hear about other people's routines as well. I hope this was a helpful episode, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.